Welcome back, everyone, to another Slab Stocks Live here on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We are back today talking about more sports cards. And what else? We'll be talking about uh, sports as well, obviously. And, uh, Nate, I just want to welcome, welcome you to another uh, great stream, hopefully. Yeah, excited for it. And welcome everyone who is here hanging out with us two, uh, two nights in a row. Last night, of course, we had the Flip Quest episode, 9.45 p.m. Eastern Time. And then Slab Stocks Live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So, as you can see here uh, from the uh, thumbnail... We are talking about high-end cards take big take or they take a big hit, um, or in other words, that most of the or some of the market, depending on what you're looking at, or I guess you'd say most has has in the last six months um, declined steadily or rapidly, as depending on the cards you look at, um, which I think should come to no surprise to people based on how every single market out there in the world has declined in the last six months. Isn't that right, Nate? Yeah, I would agree. So. At that point, it just pick your poison almost is the better way to put it. Uh, but we're, we're going to talk about a bunch of different cards that are trending down in price. We're going to talk about why outside of just the fact that, like I just said, pretty much all markets are pulling back. Uh, less money to spend on different uh, investments, stocks, crypto, NFTs, or cards, obviously, if cards are for you, uh, which most of you they are for. Um, and then uh, more money it has to be spent on gas and food and whatever else. So. Before getting into this, I want to make another quick shout. If you missed last week's stream, we talked about Camp Custom Charity Night happening again this year. And we are doing it again this year. When we announced the event, we had like 15K around there um, in donations or uh, pledged. And we're already up to around like 30,000 something right now. So it's going very well. It's going to be a very exciting year again. Um, I had some big donations come in that I can't wait to share on Instagram. And we'll share, share next week on the Monday Live. Um, but if you want to help, you can help. You don't have to donate thousands of dollars of products like other people um, slash companies are, which is amazing. We thank them so much. But even as small as a $25 raw card can go a long way. Uh, obviously, if you well, I guess not obviously if you haven't heard about this yet, but some of you have uh, Camp Kessem sends kids to camp for free whose parents have cancer. Uh, and it's a big deal for these kids to, to spend a week together and to find some enjoyment when it is definitely tough otherwise. And uh, $25. You send a card to us in the mail. I've got, we will show our PO box here, and it's going to get graded for free by SGC. We already have like 150 some cards um, that are going to SGC, and we hope that many more come in. Um, our goal is a thousand. I don't know if we'll hit a thousand, but we're definitely hoping to hit as many as we can. And yes, SGC is grading every single card for free that comes in. That's $25 or more. And to donate, um, we did have a first initial deadline of July 2nd on there. I still would like to keep that deadline uh, pretty strict, but if some do trickle in afterwards, um, we would be happy to send uh, another submission in. And the P.O. Box is there on the screen, Slab Sex Charity, P.O. Box 320384, Franklin, Wisconsin, uh, 53132. Um, and you can just stick a $25 card in the mail. If that if you do want to help out and go a long way, like I said, hopefully it sells for you know $50 or more after grading, which would be amazing. And uh, we look forward to seeing how much money we can raise for the kids again this year. Before jumping into the high-end discussion of which cards are trending down, we're here to talk about nine different cards from last night's uh, PWCC Weekly Auction number 23 on our Fli uh, FlipQuest Live. Dan, how are we doing? Good to see you again, two nights in a row. And uh, Nate, I'm going to have you pick your three cards here, name them for us, and uh, the, the price range that it's in. All right. So, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I'm oh, not going to pick baseball. What? Not picking Vlad. When you when you're putting it up against Michael Jordan and Tom Brady, I mean, come on, the best basketball player and the best football player of all time, Vlad Jr. is great. He will not go down as the best baseball player of all time. Um, so for me, I think I have to go with that 
nasty, nasty Michael Jordan patch. That is quite sick. Number out of 25. Yeah. So 2005 Ultimate Collection. We're taking that. Uh, what year is that, Giannis? 2014, second year. Diamond out of 20. <laughs> See, this one, this one is much tougher. What's it between for you? Well, it's between all three. <laughs> I love that Jamar Chase. Him and Joe Burrow could go down as one of the best wide receiver quarterback duos in history if the first year is any indication. And they um, have the LSU power behind it, too, for the yeah. market collection uh, collecting base. Correct. Giannis, obviously, love him. Flawless uh, out of 22nd-year card like that, BGS 9-5. And then Conor McGregor gold of his first Topps Chrome card, I assume. Yeah. Can I? It's a tough three? middle row. Can I choose all three and forgo the $5,000 one? Nope. Ugh. Pick one. Well, I think the most upside is the Jamar Chase. So I'm taking mm. the Jamar Chase. So wow. we're Michael Chase. And then lastly, just saw that the Hawks are potentially trading for DeJounte Murray, but not adding in John Collins. So that could be interesting. I think I got to go Mbappe. Yep, that Jordan, is an, Chase, Mbappe. That is an Mbappe rookie from 2017 Museum Collection, PSA. Uh, ended around 115, I think, uh, last night. So good choices, Nate. Now let's see uh, what the uh, – what the early polling on Instagram is. And uh, Elias says, whoa, 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 you don't know the future. He might be the best referencing Nate's Vlad Jr. Um, comments. That's fair. Could be if he went on an absolute tear. Aaron, you didn't give us yours? Well, I, I was going to after the – Oh, okay. The, well, I'll give you mine because I did comment on the post. I went with Jordan, Patch. It's impossible to not pick that. That thing is awesome. So nice. Um, I love that you can see – Two different chunks. Yeah, it, it's awesome. So cool. Uh, I had to pick the Giannis. The chase was a close second. Actually, both of the, like Nate said, it's very hard to pick in that middle row with the 2017 Chrome McGregor gold out of 50, the chase RPA from Immaculate, and the Giannis. But I can't not pick the Giannis. I mean, it's so nice from Flawless and 9.5. Um, and then I went with the Mbappe as well. So just had a different middle row from you. And the overall uh, early voting from Instagram has got Mbappe 61% of the votes followed closely. Well, not closely actually blew it away um but then the collins and the stormtrooper were 21 18 percent the middle row had Giannis at 44 percent chase at 35 percent mcgregor at 21 percent and then the uh five thousand dollar card had jordan at 47 percent vlad at 29 percent and brady at 24 percent of the votes now all this could change within 24 hours we just put out the poll like 30 minutes ago and it got voted on but uh interesting to see um some of how the you know how the market's reacting to this and uh Pretty similar to what we were saying, I'd say. I feel like it, you know, like choosing Jordan was the safe choice up there or Brady. Vlad would have been, I think I can make the most money off this quickly. Would you agree? I mean, the Vlad is the highest potential card on the table, I think. Yeah. So like the, like, Jor- the Jordan will hold value and steadily rise, I think. Um, but the Vlad, the Vlad definitely could like, you know, go nuts if he has multiple years like he had last year. Yeah. So, so if I've already picked the Jordan, then it's like, I feel like the Giannis and the McGregor are safe. Second year Giannis, obviously Giannis can do a lot of things, but like the Jamar Chase, flawless RPA. Right. There's no, I I feel you. I feel you there for sure. So safe, risky, safe. I I like it. I like it. Nice picks. All right, here we go. We're going to jump right in. What is up, Chris? 
Good to see. We're going to jump right in and start talking about the different cards. Most of these actually, or actually almost all of these, I think all of them except for maybe a few of the last ones, sold within the last two weeks, going back to June 16th, uh, which was the PWCC Premier Auction, and then also this past weekend, which was uh, Golden's Golden Elite Auction that closed. I had the $2.4 million LeBron Logo Man. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last night. Don't really want to speak too much on it because obviously it's already been being to death across all different social media platforms. Uh, but yeah, it's over 2.4 million, uh, fell sh- short by f- over 50% less than the projected price, um, thrown out there and, uh, still an insane sale for a car that was just produced in the last year. So to see something like that, just sell for 2.4 million, um, it's still a, a monster number just would have been, uh, I think a little bit more eye popping without some predictions thrown out there, I'd say. Yep. But, Nate, talk us through what we got here first. Because basically, Nate chose the first half of the cards. I chose, well, it's more like first 65%. I chose the last half of the cards. Um, so let's just let's just go through this here, and you tell me why you picked them. Yeah, so every card I picked, I did a six-month trend just to show start of the year till now. Um, <clears throat> it will say, <clears throat> sorry. It will say 1226 on the thing, but... Almost every card is from January till now. Uh, I thought that was interesting because I I think it's important to show what's been happening in 2022 and just completely cut out for me 2021 from the equation. And when you think of LeBron, you think of Topps Chrome, his Topps Chrome rookie and X-Fractor number 220. That should be like as safe of a card as you can get, right? Especially in a high grade too because a lot of these are really off-center, like really, really off-center. So when we say, you know, buy the goats, buy this, buy that, super safe. Well, if you bought the goats, LeBron James, BGS 95, good grade, X-Factor out of 220, good card. You lost 37% since January 8th. How crazy is that? It, it is crazy. And there's, there's only 13 BGS 9.5s. There's only seven PSA 10s. And then for nines and eight and a halfs between the other companies, there's, you know, a couple a hundred or a hundred or so combined. Um, so it is actually a very, very tough card to grade to the fact where you would kind of add all these things up together in your mind. If you are looking to make a high end investment and say, yeah, that's the one now. Timing is a different story. Uh, Nate did mention like he, you know, he said, oh, I don't want to look at 2021. I will say for a lot of these cards, if we did look at 2021 also, it could be even worse. So this is minus 37% here since the start of the year. Depending on the card, it could be worse if you go back and look to like even February of 2021, which is when like the Jordan PSA 10 Fleer hit like $800,000 or 700, whatever thousand. We'll talk about that in a bit. But this card right here, um, yes, you know, down 37%. And uh, I, the other tough thing too is that you, as a player and on the field or court performance, you have to do so much in a down market you know, quote, to maintain your prices, which didn't really happen at the Lakers in any sort of way as they missed the playoffs. So there was no extra push to try to maintain these prices and get people to spend money in a down market because it makes them believe more in the short-term price. And then a lot of people soured on LeBron the person. Add that in. Tough scene. And I will say, like, all those things we mentioned that makes this, let's say, like a good card, um, those still apply a year from now, two years from now, you never know what's going to happen with, but just like we didn't know three years ago or four years ago, how much the market was going to explode. We don't know how the market's going to bounce back. Obviously there's a lot more to do with than just cards and just on the court performance, just like every other market out there we're talking about too. 
Um, if you look at the long run for stocks over time, there's clearly ups and downs, but mostly an upward trajectory over time. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens here. And and this is truly a wait and see. This is not a, uh, oh, this is going to go back up to 120K. I'm not saying that in the slightest way or form. It's just let's wait and see what happens um, as maybe the overall economy starts to rebound. Uh, then we'll get the true read um, or, on what's going on. Or not to be a negative Nancy, but because you spun a positive light just in case somebody's like, ooh, the economy can keep going down and the next sale is 50,000. Yeah. Okay. 000. So that's a great point too, is that just because this thing looks like it, you know, declined, which it did 37% in the last six months does not mean that the next one's going to go up 15%. It could go like down another 10%. And then we could be seeing a $50,000 card. So like we, there's no way to know the bottom, just like there's no way to know the peak. You just kind of make the best decisions based on where you're at financially as a collector, as an investor, if that's what you would you know like to do. Um, that's just kind of the way that you got to go about it. Uh, there is no crystal ball, so to say. Correct. Next up, this is a super important card all time. Go ahead, Nate. All right. So, of course, it's the Larry Bird, Julius Irving, Magic Johnson, triple uh, 1980 tops rookie. Um, there's two of these. One doesn't have Julius Irving in the middle. The other one is, um, I'm not going to be able to remember this name. Who's the other guy? There's Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and somebody else. I can't remember. Um, not nearly, not nearly as famous as as Dr. J. But <clears throat> so we have LeBron Goat, right? Well, then a lot of people are like, "Hey, buy vintage and 1980s, depending on if you want to consider that vintage or not." Uh, I suppose it's vintage now since it's 42 years old. Um, <clears throat> car, car, let me just say really quick card letters metric for vintage, I think is like 1983 or 84. So this would fall into the vintage card index on their, on their site. Okay. So, so buy vintage was, uh, one of the things that everyone talks about and we'll have varying degrees of vintage cards in here. Some significantly older than this. And yet you see here three hall of famers, two of them being their first rookie card on the same card, iconic card. Still down 21% uh, since April 16th, just two months. Yeah, so it's over 840000 on April 16th, 2022, thanks to Card Ladder Pro here I'm looking at on my computer. Um, it sold two other times for the $800,000 range. But if you go back to July 10th of 2021, it was 513000 And then if you go back to February 23rd of 2019, $114,000. So if you look at the amount of sales that would have lost money um, on this specific sale right here, you're talking about one for 720K on the first of 2021, and then three more 861, 800, and 840. Um, otherwise, you'd be making multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars basically in any other sale if you bought this card. Which brings me to my point that I think if you look at these super high end cards selling, not all cases, but maybe for this one where we would have to go back and look at the exact PSA, cert, you know, serial. Uh, certification number to see when it was maybe bought and resold but this doesn't necessarily mean that people are selling this because they're willing to lose money on an investment that they might value long term like this psa 1080s uh you know bird dr j and magic johnson this could potentially mean that someone looks at their card collection and says wow i bought this for 115k yeah i didn't get the peak 800,000, but i'm very happy with 660 nate i feel like that depending on whoever's holding this card in their financial position, their other cards in their collection, whatever else, uh, it could make sense to sell it right now 
Um, and then, and then what you might do, which I think a lot of people might be doing right now who are in the green on these cards in the last four years would say, wow, I can take that 660 and I can go buy that Mahomes NTRPA out of 10 that just lost $500,000 and buy it at 50% of the peak value and kind of hope that that one has more longer term potential. You know, you know what I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you bring that up because if you were going through and I mean, most of these cards are from the golden auction the other night on Saturday, most of the ones I pulled, if not all of them. And if you go through that and you look at all these price drops, you say, wow, people that just sold on golden auction the other night got absolutely destroyed. I mean, smoked beyond belief uh, when compared to the last sales within the last six months. But it's a good point. They might not have been the person that bought this card four months ago. You know, they might have bought it two years ago and they're making five hundred thousand dollars and they don't care. Sure, they could have made three hundred thousand more dollars two months ago, but if you're making five hundred thousand, who really cares? And I, yeah, I mean, it's better than selling it for like two hundred fifty k and not having six hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad, yeah, I'm I'm glad that you did say. And also, like I said, like some of these are from Golden, some of them are from PWCC Premier. There is a mix of both. Nate grabbed a bunch of Golden, I grabbed a bunch of PWCC Premier. So there there is a mix of depending on the marketplace. They, you know a lot of these cards have, have declined some. Um, also, if feel free to drop any questions, comments, um, thoughts that go along with ours with all these cards we're talking about in the in the YouTube comments as we go. We'll be happy to read those off and add more into the discussion. We actually encourage it uh, very much so because we'd love to hear other people's perspectives too because Nate and I will talk throughout the stream, obviously, about what we think. But uh, it is pretty gold when we get people adding in their comments because it does give listeners um, more things to think about in the market and uh, why what's happening might be happening. It's true. Also, real quick, Jim says, guys, who do you have ranked higher all time, Larry Bird or Steph Curry? I will say I'm not old enough to have watched Larry Bird play. I'm, I've am i seen highlights. Of course, highlights never tell the full story because they just pick the best of the best. Um, whereas I have watched Steph Curry play quite a bit. What I'll say is this. I know what Steph Curry has done for an entire generation of kids playing basketball. And... Um, I'm sure Larry Bird had an effect like that. I don't know if it's quite the effect that Steph Curry had on literally an entire generation because before him, there was a lot of, you know, feed the ball inside, feed the ball inside, feed the ball inside, play high, low. After him, it's, you know, sometimes you see five guys outside. Not I've had I've had fights with friends about who are the most influential basketball players of all time. And my top two, now I could go back and say a name also in like a top three, like a Kareem or Wilt, but I don't know enough about that play style or generation, how basketball progressed over time because I was not even close to being born yet. But my top two are MJ and Steph Curry. MJ influenced Kobe an unbelievable amount, which also influenced LeBron. And Curry influenced literally every single basketball player in the world right now shooting threes, like at the clip that they are. And you could say I'm dumb for not saying LeBron, but I don't think so. And that I, it's like when Nate said, like my kids that idolize Steph Curry and his game and how they play like him now. And also the amount that Steph's done for anyone that isn't like unbelievably physically gifted to play basketball too. Like it opened up so many doors for people to, to play that normally would not have been able to. Um, Cause it was, you know, just a, a bully ball game. I'm not saying just only it was, but there was a lot of bully ball. And if you couldn't fit in, like, in that play style, you might not have a spot, but, Manny, I, I love Steph and what he's done for the game. Yeah, and I think I will say that, and 
I won't get into who is higher, Larry Bird or Steph, because I just, I just, I haven't watched Larry Bird play in real life, and uh, it's not fair to rank those guys because I, I, I can't, you know, I could tell you who I like better between Mike Trout and Aaron Judge. I wouldn't be able to tell you who I like better between Mike Trout and Hank Aaron. Yeah, I'll never be able to actually make like top ten lists of all time. There's just no possible way. Being like, I guess now 24 years old, um, like how am I supposed to do it? I can just, I can basically rank from when I started watching till now, like knowing how they made an impact on the game and people, and you know, just like stuff like that. But I, I just can't. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I love Steph, and I think he's one of the best players of all time, and uh, one of the most influential ballers of all time too. So he's definitely way up there for me. Yep. Next card, Nate. Uh, this is one I found really interesting because obviously Mia Hamm, for as much as I know, the best female soccer player in the history of the world. <laughs> uh, if you listen to Americans, I'm sure there's <laughs> European soccer players that are significantly better or African soccer players that are better. But uh, for Americans, Mia Hamm is the go-to uh, top of Mount Rushmore type of thing. And this SI for Kids Mia Hamm card is pretty iconic. And yet PSA 10 not only has it dropped, but it's dropped 54% two months. Yeah. Like that, that, that's a small amount of time. That is not the full year either. Um, Nate, remember when there's the all time record, she like this card specifically set the all time record at one point for highest all time female sale until Serena Williams just shattered those records of multiple new card sales. But, excuse me, her SI for Kids PSA 10 at one point sold for $34,440, which ESPN reported. It's a PSA Pop 3 right now um, with a new one getting graded, actually, as of February 3rd, 2022, which could have been one of these newer sales. And anytime you get even a small amount uptick in supply in a market that's set an all-time high, it very much so will lead to a lower sale the next one, I believe. Now, mm-hmm. sometimes there's a different case to where this all-time record sale – makes people aware of what the card is to where that they will then go buy it, which is very possible too. But a lot of times one more in supply does just bring down that, that buyer pool by one more. And Nate, this is so important with auctions. And I was thinking about this. I think it was Patrick Ryan posted an Instagram story about it, but the effect that happens to an auction when even just one bidder who might've bid is removed. Let's say like in my case, like Saturday was my birthday. So when you know, all the different auctions are ending on Saturday night, I wasn't necessarily sitting there ready to buy a Charles Leclerc dynasty. I looked back to the next day and like, wow, I would have been on that card. I would have been on that card and prices would have been five, 10% higher potentially. Maybe I didn't win it, but that final sale price would have been higher because that, I know I would have wanted it for that next amount of bid. That so is, it, go ahead. That is often my thought with that, with that Dylan Cease foil board we lost for 113. Yeah. I was like, you know, if we'd have been bidding, does it go to 200, 250? Yeah, probably. So, and, that, and that's why you can never, like, I, I try to talk myself out of this all the time. You see an auction price set, sell and you beat yourself up. Why didn't I bid on that? I guarantee if it's a rare card, you're paying 25, 30, maybe even 40% more than what the sale was. Um, it always takes two. And if, there, if there's one person missing, it could greatly affect the price, which then greatly could affect the next next sale of the next card or the next card. Like, especially it, it really get, matters a lot. Especially when we get, you know, it's one thing to have a person missing on a hundred and thirteen dollar card. It's a whole another thing to have somebody with a big bankroll missing on a thirty thousand dollar card. 
Definitely. Like there's not that many people out there that are buying those. So if you are missing one, if you only have two people going for it instead of three, big drops. And then can we talk about what happens when collectors get satisfied with what they have? That's another thing. Once someone achieves one of the five in the population or something, that's one more person that's satisfied when the next one comes up for bid that won't be bidding on it. Like that happens with, with people collecting players all the time. Um, you know, for me, like when I've built my player collections, it's generally happened in maybe like a three to four month time span to where then going forward, I'm like, okay, I'm happy with my collection. I have enough. Well, any other card selling after that, I'm not bidding on it. And I'm sure it happens with other people too. Yep. All right, uh, real quick, yep. Nick Foles says, does Nate have any tips for my first whatnot show? I'm sure he means Nate and Aaron. Aaron. Yep. Uh, kind of nervous, but I've watched enough to understand how it should be run. Uh, yeah, so Nick Foles, my uh, recommendation would be, it depends on what you're selling, first of all. Like, that's, you get, I don't know what you're selling, obviously, but if you have packs of sealed cards, if you have boxes, if you have, um, uh, you know, singles, if you have slabs, if you have whatever it might be, you kind of got to get creative based on what you have. I will say this, there are, you know, there's a lot of people selling and whatnot. Um, you really do have to be unique. You have to do things in, in creative ways. You have to be willing to, um, you know, probably give away a few cards and incentivize some people to go and maybe, maybe support you on other cards or packs or whatever it is. And I would just say, um, go into it with an open mind, knowing that like, Hey, like there's a chance my first show, maybe I lose a couple bucks on this card, but maybe this other card, make a couple bucks and then look at the grand scheme of things. And then from there, you can just have to build your audience and build your following and, and build the the customer um, trust in, in what you're doing. Um, I mean, we've been selling on there for nearly like eight months now, and it did take a little bit for us to, to gain people on there who start. I mean, some people knew who we were already, um, but then others didn't. So like they'll walk in and they have no idea who Slapstacks is, who Nate is, who Aaron is. And you got to gain that trust. Um, and then eventually, you know, they come back expecting certain things. So also building a consistent schedule um, helps a lot. And um I hope you have fun. I hope you, you get some people to come to your stream. Yep. And I would suggest, uh, you know, if, if you do like a mistake, like I have asked somebody, hey, what pack do you want? And they say right three and you or me, an idiot, grabs left three because I don't know my lefts or my rights. Well, you know what? They get left three because I've opened it. They also get right three because that's the one they requested. And like those little things, owning up to your mistakes and making sure they're corrected uh, on stream uh goes a long way it goes so far so far like that's how you build the best trust you can is by knowing that like hey like it, and you, you i will just say like no matter who is going on for the first time you will make mistakes i made mistakes nate's made mistakes it just happens when you're doing something live and you're just like you know maybe like one, one and i've had this happen before too someone else comments the pack number that they think that the other sh person should pick and then you pull that pack for because of uh, someone else's comments so that's just the type of stuff to be uh you know, very yeah. cognizant. And, and, and like it, I think I had one of those just like two weeks ago. Like we're seven and a half months into whatnot. <laughs> and I'd still grab the wrong pack at one point. And it's just like those things will happen. Don't beat yourself up about it. Um, do the right thing and you will gain, you will gain customers. I agree. I agree for sure. I want to point something out here from Global Sports Car Investor. Sam Kerr is the best female soccer player of all time, in my opinion. Nate, where did Sam Kerr play uh, for club level? Is Sam Kerr Steve Kerr's daughter? No. <sighs> um, did she play at Chelsea club level or something? She did play at Chelsea, and she's actually only uh, 28 years old. She's from Australia, so Global Sports Card Investor, shout out to you. I think she's taking some time off due to some – what was it, like a 
not like a heart condition or something, or maybe I'm wrong, but her her new Topps Chrome uh, Topps Chrome Champions League cards were selling like crazy that for the set that came out in the Chelsea year, which is cool to see. And Chelsea's women's team is super successful too, which is cool. All right, this one I uh, I pointed Nate's way because this is one of the biggest losses I think in the sm- shortest amount of time potentially. Ooh, yeah, this is actually a sweet card. It is number one, Kevin Durant, two thousand and seven tops finest X Fractor out of fifteen. And yet, I don't know. Is it is it the well? I should I should state the drop here for the people on podcast. Sixty seven percent drop in the last four months from February fifth to june 25th which is two days ago uh it has dropped 67 percent thirteen thousand dollars drop twenty thousand to six thousand six hundred um pretty crazy also super sweet card do you think it's because of not only obviously economic factors but also the uncertainty around kevin durant and uh where he's gonna be playing next year uh, definitely. I 100% think that this has a lot to do with more than just the uh, economic factors. You look at other players and their, their rare cards aren't dropping 70% in the last four months. Um, th- and that's why I want um, a wide variety of, of selection here, which I'm glad Nate did, um, because there are more factors in, than just like the, oh, all markets are down type of thing. This is a, a different case. Kevin Durant, a lot of his cards are dropping value. What's up, Nate? I think you can tell that there's a difference because like – some of these cards are dropping 25%, some of them 37%, some of them 54%, one of them 67%. Like, if it was just economic factors, you'd think they'd all drop in a similar range. Right. And I will point this out. Um, surprise, surprise. So the $20,000 sale was on February 5th. Sale before that was 7500 on July 22nd, 2020. But let's just go back to that last sale. February 5th, 2022, $20,000. It was a pop one when it sold. It's May fifth, May fifth, pop two. So a second one got graded. I am absolutely sure of it. And let me look really quick. I, can I mean sure. that should that should kind of technically what cut the shouldn't that cut the price in half? Um, I don't think if it's, it's that. If it's a pop one at twenty thousand, you can get your hands on another one. Yeah, but remember, it's not it's not that easy. So. I, I know, I know, I know, but it's just. Yeah, it's not apples to apples, but Nate, it is. It was a different one. So the first one that sold was fifteen out of fifteen. This one is six, twelve out of fifteen. Um, so this is the same scenario. Person that sells this thing for sixty five, sixty six hundred was probably hoping for like thirteen grand. Got sixty six, but you have to imagine that if they grade, what this if it's the same, same card? Time, can I can I find that out? Is, I just told you it's not the same card. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not the same card. So whoever sold this is probably still making some money on this card, even in the down market, because they got the PSA 10. Like I said, not as much as they probably were hoping for, but still, um, it, it matters. It matters, be- meaning that like the person who bought for 20Ks and say, hey, let me send this thing to auction right now. Um, I don't think that, that type of stuff w- is happening right now. Um, and then really quickly, Nate, before you move on to that, uh, I want to bring up Matthew Johnson's comment. Is it a bad time to sell these high-end cards due to the economy? Should they just be holding until all markets get better? It depends what it is. It definitely depends what it is. If you see you have a card in your collection that you're like, one can kind of take the loss on it, knowing that maybe said player, said set, whatever it is, you may be overextended on or made a mistake on or know that the long-term future isn't very bright, then maybe it is time to sell it. But if it's something where you bought it because you had conviction, you believed in it, yeah, definitely don't sell them when like all world markets are down a ton. Um, that just wouldn't make sense if you can hold it. Yep. 
Uh, real quick, Global Sports Car Investor says Golden State w- winning another ch- uh, chip hurts the, the Durant narrative. And uh, not something I thought about, but kind of interesting. Obviously, they won before he got there. They won while he was there, but now they've won after he's left. And uh, I think that is probably like one of those like Durant's championship was fake because they're good enough to win without him before. They're good enough to win without him after. Um, did they really need him to win? And if people don't believe that's the case, then you're not paying for prices for him like he's a champion. Nate, I, I agree with you. Um, on top of that, if he does leave the Nets, which is a possibility, um, not saying it's going to happen. For the Bucks. <laughs> it's not happening. Sign and trade um, for Chris. <laughs> don't you dare ship out Chris Middleton for KD. Um, we will have a we will not only have a hurt player in the playoffs, but a hurt player most of the year. Um, but that'd be kind of cool. Either way, my point is is that if he does leave the Nets and goes to a new team and fails to win a ring with a new team again after teaming up with different superstars, it is definitely not going to be pretty. I think um, he's going to have to succeed somewhere, like succeed meaning meaning win a ring somewhere other than the Warriors or teaming up with like let's say like the championship that just or the champion that just won. So this would be the Warriors again this year. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I I can I cannot imagine that the Warriors would ever take Kevin Durant back. Jim says no. Durant will go back to the Warriors if he leaves Brooklyn. Then he will win another ring. I could never imagine the Warriors doing that to their organization. Why would they do that? Well, they used up the money they used to use on him on Andrew Wiggins, and they've got Jordan Poole to pay in a, a few years. I don't think they let him walk. I don't I don't think they would be able well, to. Regardless Durant of the Oklahoma fact- City would be interesting. That, okay, I could see that. But regardless of the fact about like being able to do it, why would you do it? Why would you invite him back in after you already won two rings with him, after everyone who isn't a Warriors fan ripped on the Warriors organization, ripped on Kevin Durant, all this stuff? It's like you just won a ring without him. Why bring him back just to bring in more hate when you just kind of prove that like it was kind of like, I don't want to say a fraud, but like you know you can do it without him again. So here's Here's what we should do. Seattle gets a team before the start of the next season. Durant. <laughs> signs there now i could see that that'd be pretty cool <laughs> let's move the sacramento kings up a couple uh miles well a lot they of just miles, got but... a brand new stadium like four years ago all I right never mind sacramento kings are moving <laughs> never mind <laughs> and uh kd again we won't harp on this one too long but this is his 2017 tops chrome orange refractor of 199 psa 10 i think it's a pop 16 or 18 uh maybe 16 but this thing dropped thirty two percent in the last uh, six months, so it's been a uh, multiple sales that have led to the de- led to the decline uh, versus like one big sale with the finest. So also, more- if it was being taken from the top price and not, you know, the top of the roller coaster, there it'd be significantly worse. But yeah. it might be this might be an instance where like Topps Chrome just a better brand than Topps Finest. Yep, I mean, I I definitely would say that maybe like more people would be willing to spend the the bigger amount of money. On that, not to say a Topps Finance isn't a great product. I love Topps Finance, but like I think once you tar- start to talk about like the forty, fifty thousand dollars range, or even the twenty k from before, um, and also I would imagine that the pop wouldn't have doubled within the last two months. Obviously, going from one to two different than sixteen to thirty two, but still. Mm-hmm. What do you got here, Nate? So Serena, uh, we all remember when Serena cards were as hot as could be. DJ made a uh, made a boatload on. Uh, Serena cards, and yet her net glow, her net her net pro elite glossy out of a hundred, one of her best cards, if not her best card, potentially. Aaron, uh, yeah, definitely her best card outside of the dual jersey auto. 
Okay. Um, still significant drop, 58% from March 13th to June 25th. You want me to point something out here? Yeah. So there were two, four, okay, four, four sales of this is logged in card ladder starting on August 25th, 2021. So less than a year ago was $7,400. So from there till now, it's up like four grand. Two different sales happened. One last October for 27K and then the one on the graph you all see here in March for 27K also. I don't know if you know this, Nate, but you know you probably do. Serena's husband is like the founder of Reddit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was buying and posting quite a bit of Serena cards uh, over the so last. Been inflating the market six to nine months. Well, I'm not, not okay. He's buying his wife's cards. That's cool. I'm no, just no, I know, I know. Yeah. He's just he's just paying whatever he wants to because he's the founder of Reddit and he's a billionaire <laughs> and it doesn't matter. That that plus plus the, this is the whole thing we just talked about. Let's just say he's like, oh, I got two. I don't need any more. I got two of the hundred. Maybe I have a PSA ten also. Uh, and then he's not bidding on the one that comes up three months later in June. And then you take out one bidder and you see 13K or whatever this one for. Yeah, yep. right around there. So that's just the point is that it, it I, I think stuff like that happens more we realize, which leads to some of these dips in prices, um, which could lead to some opportunity for some people. What if some people missed out on the 27K, the two sales, and said, oh, wow, now I can get the Serena rookie for 13 grand. This is awesome. You know, and they might be very happy right now that they didn't pay the 27. They paid half of that. Yeah. What's crazy to me real quick is that, like, a lot of the people we've talking about, Kevin Durant, obviously one of the best basketball players in the world, will go down as, like, a top 20 basketball player all time, whatever he is, when he finishes. Definitely not likability, though. <laughs> not likability, no. And some of the other people we've talked about, you know, Mia Hamm, um, people along this list they've been really good but maybe not the greatest of all time we are talking about quite literally the greatest like female tennis player of all time yeah and potentially one of the most dominant like inside sport at a given time yeah i totally agree there so it's 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 interesting definitely um and here we go 1949 bowman jackie robinson psa8 so we went way back just to show you that it wasn't just Newer vintage from 1980 or, you know, LeBron stuff from 2003 or stuff a little bit newer than that. Even cards as old as 1949 Bowman Jackie Robinson dropping in price. 25% drop in the last six months. Um, $13,000 drop in price. Can I provide a counterpoint? Provide away. So, while well, yes, there are some vintage cards that have dropped. Vintage market is so hard to put on a chart. Like so incredibly hard to put on a chart. The one that's sold because there's a difference. There's a difference between even PSAs. Yes, right? and that's my exact point here. The one that sold for 52k on Heritage um, had very good centering. This PSA I'm looking at right now, like it's not exactly like 50 50 all the way around, but much better than the one that just sold for 39. So this one maybe there's a little bit of drop just because of yes, you know, said economic affairs. But there, there, this card was no doubt selling for lower than even if it sold at the exact same time. Maybe it wasn't what is that a fourteen thousand dollars less or something? Um, thirteen, yeah, right, yeah. thirteen. Maybe it's not thirteen thousand dollars less, but it's definitely some some dollar amount less. And um, it really does just go to show that vintage is a very uh, look at what you buy type of market. Which I actually like that theory a lot. I think just buying something because it's in a case with a grade on it, no matter who graded it, is not the way to do it. 
um, definitely always check condition no matter what and check eye appeal to yourself and what you like more. And I'd say pay for that. And someone definitely paid for that here, which is probably a good call. So, um, but it, some vintage has done very well in the last six months, um, a good number of it. And then other stuff um, has, has not, but that I think is just like the modern market too. Um, but yeah, here's an example. And maybe it's not a truthfully 25% drop, but I at least say 5% probably somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, quick, quick. Tom says I'm late, but made it. Tom fresh off of his win yesterday <laughs> in the PWCC uh, live stream. So shout out Tom. And then Matthew says, is this a market correction for the boom due to COVID? And I, I mean, like I, you go can, ahead. Well, I was, I was just going to say really quick comment before you said anything. I feel like I've seen some things that showed like, you know, the whole, the card ladder index and stuff that it's, right back down to where it was pre-COVID. I would say most cards you look at, if you've seen stuff have steep drops in the past two years, you generally find it leveling off to around where it was right when the boom started, like right when it started. A lot of charts we've been posting on Instagram recently, I referenced, this is the lowest it's been since, and a lot of times it's between March and May of 2020, which is right when like the boom kind of started. So I'd say, yeah, a lot of them have returned to around those prices, but there's other cards that are up a ton since then, like up a ton. Um, it just depends on what it is, really. Um, and a lot of the times it has to do with on card autograph versus <clears throat> excuse me, versus sticker auto, uh, prism parallel versus high-end, super good eye appeal, super crazy rare parallel type of thing, you know. It just has to do with what the card is, but yeah, there has been a lot. All right, next up, just another vintage Cassius Clay. Uh, don't know anything about this card. <laughs> Pretty cool. But uh, Muhammad Ali, 22.5%, right? Perfect. So. We're just going to – some of these we're going to move through pretty quickly here because we have talked a lot about some of them. What do you got, Nate? Oh, yep. Uh, so, Aaron, card after your uh, your own heart here. You used to own yep. one of these. The night 1985 Nike promo card that is the size of a post or a postcard. Yeah, it's about postcard. Yeah, it's bigger than an index card. Yeah, so the size of a postcard, and I wanted to add this one in specifically because it's an odd card. You know, most of the cards we've had are normal type things. This is definitely one of the weirder, more expensive cards you will find, and yet Michael Jordan. Weird, cool, quote unquote first rookie, you know, 1985 as opposed to the 86 second. year. Second. 84 star. Yeah. And yet still 54% drop. Uh, you, you do have to remember that, um, you know, any car that falls into the bucket of Jordan, Kobe, LeBron over the last two years, those things got so crazy priced because all the saying was when Nate said earlier buy the best, buy the best, and people were going for the best players, um, and then the most sought-after cards, which this was one of them, even though it is a pop 171 PSA 10. So that's, you know, a good amount. Any of these can pop up at any moment for sale. It's very hard to, you know, state your price when there's one selling every so often. Uh, oh, I was about to say Lou Gehrig. Ted Williams, 1939, play ball, PSA 5. Very, uh, very small drop of barely. This the reason I added this in was because still even older than the 1949 Jackie Robinson, the 1939 play ball Ted Williams, only a four percent drop in price. So just goes to show you that not everything is doom and gloom 
Not everything is the sky is falling. Uh, we're all toast. Case in point, Ted Williams, a 4% drop in this economy. It's basically like you made money. Yep. Got a couple of comments to, to put out here. Uh, Chris said, I'd never buy vintage ungraded. Um, the only way that I would do that is like when we ran into the deal that Nate found for us, I was from a very, you know, knew the person for a while, knew where the cards were kind of stored all the years. Yeah. I mean, going out there and just buying a random non-graded vintage card from a random person, I would probably just say, go buy a lower grade card and save, save your headache of trying to make sure it's real or not altered or any of that stuff. Um, but, but yeah, I'd say if you buy from someone, you know, and everything like no problem with that, Matthew. Also, how many of us can actually buy these $20,000 plus cards? That's a great point. We normally not say me. that when we, what do you say, Nate? I said, not me. Yeah. I was, was going to say, normally we, we mentioned this before we start streams like this. Um, and we don't do this all the time. Just focus on specifically high end cards, but there's just so many that have sold in the last two weeks that we wanted to. Uh, but yeah, I mean, probably like 99% of the stream right now, between us sitting here and everyone in the comments and everything, uh, probably can't go out there and buy one of these cards right now but it's still worth analyzing and looking at because generally what's making the headlines in the market the high-end cards what gets people excited to go and buy different cards of said players that isn't the high-end cards it's the high-end card selling i think that's just how it goes so uh it's still very much worth looking at and seeing how the the bigger money's moving but um that that is that's what's up and then jim yeah. also uh really quick i just want to highlight two comments from jim because we did ask for comments on this stuff jim said now we uh now, as an economy, have to get back. Oh, wait, sorry. I meant to read this one. The market correction is due to quantitative easing in the Federal Reserve policies. And then next comment was, that is why you see everything is going down together. It doesn't matter what the euro type of card. It's a market-wide correction. And that goes for more than obviously just cards, crypto, stocks, NFTs, all that stuff. Um, it's not it's not food or, or rent. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Yep. Next up, we got two Kobe's here. I, not I, much. I, Go ahead. Well, I like I brought I brought these two up back to back because, you know, the the nine without the coding, down in price ten percent. Only yeah, two yeah. sales, obviously, but down in price. The ten with the coding, up in price twelve percent. So you still can make same card, different grades. Coding added on makes you money. The other card doesn't. So sometimes you know it's just condition. Um, what kind of card it is, you can still make money on the on the goats. Yeah, and it all depends on your buy point too. This thing is definitely above sixty thousand dollars at one point, but within the last six months, it was not. Uh, and also, the, the with the coding on is so much diff, uh, so much more difficult to grade. It's like scuffs and scratches very easily that coding, which is why you peel it off and it's a perfect refractor basically. Steph Curry won a fourth championship. Can't even avoid it. Card number nine ninety nine here. This is top Chrome base rookie nine five. Down 60% in the last six months. That is tough looking at that card and thinking that's above 25K with 999 copies and it being a 9.5 from BGS. Isn't that, it, isn't that crazy though? Yeah. Because most of the time you're like, all right, so all these big cards are going down, but you know, these guys haven't been doing much. Almost all of them to a T have not done anything in sports this year worthy of writing home about. Yeah. And then you get to Steph Curry and you're like, surely. Winning a championship and stuff should have his price rising. And yet you look at this chart, same it, as the rest. And it definitely depends on the card, though. It's all about availability. This card, very available, very high supply. I mean, okay. Extent, there's only there's only a thousand. No, no, I, I know. It's not like it's a base card that there's like twenty five thousand of. So, yes, lower supply. But for that amount of money, 
Um, I know that the Curry Gold Kaboom 9.5, I think, did well outsold the the previous one, and that sold in the premier auction the night that they won the finals. So, like, it just really depends on the card specifically. And when there's – this is the other thing I didn't mention earlier. When you're in a down market, when people look at their collection and say, okay, if I have to pick and choose a few different cards to sell right now just to make sure I've got some savings, whatever, you pick the ones you know you can buy later. You yep. know you'll be able to find this card later. You absolutely know you'll be able to find a 9.5 curry of 999 later in life at some point you don't know if you can find our gold kabuma at 10 at least for the price he paid um so that that's the thing fair point and we all do that to an extent even yeah. even not not those of us selling twenty six thousand or ten thousand dollar cards but even if you're selling your 50 dollar cards it's like would i rather sell this 200 dollar card that might be a pain in the butt to get later or would i rather sell a couple 50 dollar cards and call it a day Exactly, exactly. Uh, Brady, BGS 10, Bowman Chrome, rookie, down significantly 48%. Uh, another card that, yes, it, it is a BGS 10 per scene, but there's more than one of those out there. And uh, you see multiple selling the last six months, and the price goes down. Nate's boy, or at least baseball right here, Mike Trout, Bowman Chrome on card auto 9.5, down 23% in the last six months. So this is not like, yeah, it's not awesome. I mean, down 23% is not, not something to party about but it's not down 48 percent. what's crazy is obviously mike trout was playing well yeah still down yeah which again proves jim's point but i'd say and maybe i'd have to look and see but just depends on on the card too you know the other thing it's like i think that his diamond psa tens have actually held pretty strong which is surprising i think i thought that this would hold more value than that um definitely i don't i don't understand that at all but i mean i see. like a tops update diamond but if you gave me the option between Tops Update Diamond or a, I mean, there's there's like a two thousand dollar difference between this sale and the last the last Tops Update Diamond sale I I've seen. I think one just ended the other night that I didn't look at. I didn't see the price. So the last one actually sold for eighty six hundred two days ago. Oh, so that's a drop. Yeah. So one of them sold crazily fourteen k for some reason, and then this one's eighty six hundred. Uh, it's down twenty two percent though in the last six months. So it's pretty similar. Like you would expect it to drop far more than this. When there's 311 PSA 10s of the diamond, um, PSA 10 alone. So yeah, interesting for sure. And then the last one Nate picked here was the BGS 10 Acuna uh, Sapphire, which this is one of Acuna's best cards for sure. Um, they barely made any of this set uh, that year, and it's the bad down. It's the only bat down Chrome card you can get actually is a Sapphire rookie. And uh, I, I'm not. I don't know why it would be down 32 percent compared to like a. Well, actually, I guess so. If you think about it, uh, Mike Trout constantly a market Acuna prospect. Well, not prospect baseball terms. You know what I'm saying? Not established like Trout to where established, but not Trout levels. Yes. All right. Uh, In the midst of all this, we have got a few more cards to show to wrap up the stream. But I want to say tomorrow on whatnot, 6 p.m. Eastern time, it is hosting a 50% off stream. We're doing was in a 10 different blasters of bowman baseball from 2019 where every single pack is going to be sold for 12 dollars a pack which is a super deal compared to these boxes and what they cost so like 150 plus boxes and you can buy a pack for as cheap as 12 dollars tomorrow you better be quick because there's only i think 60 packs that'll be available yep. um and you just gotta buy it now on the spot but what, what? also yeah we will be giving a, a blaster box away a full blaster box that is so if you do want to join, you want to get some cheap packs compared to the value of them. 
Uh, please go out and download the Whatnot app. Hit the link in the description of this video. It gets you $10 in free credit. You can use that $10 in free credit basically to buy your entire pack as it is. And we'll have a good time and maybe pull a bunch of Wander and Julio and uh, Luciano prospect cards and maybe some colors. That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. I know Nate's going to flip out if he does pull an auto on one of them. <laughs> if I pull an auto, just period, I'll be <laughs> pumped. If I True. pull an auto of one of those guys, I might die. <laughs> exactly. So that's tomorrow night on uh, whatnot at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Would love to have you all there. And then also uh, the 29th and the 30th, we've got back-to-back soccer streams with new soccer product. Nate's going on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time with some of the new Topps Chrome stuff, some of the Women's Champions League, some of the Stadium Club Bundesliga and the new Topps Chrome hobby. That will be very cheap to buy into. It should be very fun. And then I'll be hosting a one-box Obsidian hit draft along with some Stadium Club and some uh, Prism EPL uh, – what was it? Oh, I don't know if it's like team all boxes or what, but there's a guaranteed card number out of 23 or less than which was took me by surprise. And I'm pretty excited about it. So it should be fun. Uh, please join on whatnot if you do want to. And we, a lot of our packs sell for good deals. Like if you're looking to rip and you're looking to not sp- uh, spend an insane amount of money, I'd highly recommend coming to our whatnot streams. If you do still want to get, get some packs ripped because you, you will find some good deals. All right, here starts my section here for uh, the rest of the ones that, that for today, the high end cards, Chris, really quick. Um, Aaron, before you go, Trinity Rodman soccer worth investing in. Not gonna lie, Chris, I literally have never heard the name Trinity Rodman in my life. When I saw Trinity, I first thought um, of the product Leaf Trinity. So I'm definitely. Oh, I see, women's player. There we go. I kind of figured it might have been a women's player once I said the name. I kind of just rolled off the tongue like that. But uh, no, I I don't know her at all. She, but is, if you th- she is 20. She's from Newport Beach, California. And she was the youngest player ever to get drafted in the NWSL. So, okay. I mean, if she's a stud and you can find some good cards of her, go for it. I mean, I, by the time Wait, that they're she, playing. What? She's Den- she's actually Dennis Rodman's kid. Oh, is she actually? Oh, my gosh. She is. Oh, that's another reason to buy it. People will know her name like within the second that they start playing big competitions in women's soccer. Wow. Go for it. Now I know. Uh, but we got the Messi here. It's the Campion. This is the Spanish version PSA 10. From the autograph, uh, autographo, um, this dropped 44%. This is like 150 PSA 10s out there. It really, the market, all it has to do with supply now. If a lot of supply hits the market, the price is going down. This is a card that a lot of supply could hit the market at one time. I mean, there's better messy rookies out there too. Like for me, I'd rather own any lower grade 71, number 71, which is the, the, the true mega cracks. So that's how I see it. When something's not the best of the best, and there's higher supply. It's definitely dropping in price. Another LeBron card on the drop. I just want to show that on-card rookie autographs are getting hurt too for LeBron. It's not just like an X-Factor from Topps Chrome. If people like to think about like, oh, maybe Topps Chrome or Prism was over-invested in. Uh, even this on-card auto out 500 BGS9 dropped 35% in the last six months. Hey, real quick. Can yep. I answer this? BLK said last comment. His comment was, should we continue to buy big cards and hold them in fear of missing out? And my answer, I don't know what your answer would be, but Aaron, my answer would be you got to choose, you got to decide that on your own. Um, because at the end of the day, it is your money. So if you feel like this is a good time to buy, you should buy. If you feel like the market's going to keep dropping, don't buy and hope it keeps dropping. Um, you might miss out, you might not. If you buy now and it keeps dropping, you might regret not waiting. But uh, since these are very expensive cards and it is your money, that is one of those things that you got to you got to choose for yourself. I would also like to point out 
um, which we haven't brought up yet, is that we are in the midst of like NBA finals ending. NFL, nothing doing right now until training camp starts and everything. Uh, NHL playoffs just ended. All the and MLB in the middle of the season, where I would say if you're not like a diehard MLB fan, you're probably not paying attention too hard right now. Um, that is about like one of the worst times to, to be like, even not ignoring all economic things, but just all these other years. That's that's one of the worst times to, like sell cards is when nothing's going on, there's no excitement for certain things happening. Um, once we hit August and September, that's going to be a good, a good time to kind of assess the market and see, okay, football is coming. Did the card for X football player actually go up in price or is it still trending down? Even if it's a really stinking good card, that'll be a great way for us to tell like, Hey, maybe it is worth waiting six more months to buy that card. But I will say there's certain cards you don't want to wait on because who knows if you even see in the next six months, that's going to happen to people. You're going to have to make a decision on that. I like what Nate said. Kind of analyze it for yourself. As for me, that's what we'll be doing. And I will say a lot of right now, raw, grade, and find the cards that people want in their collections because that's probably one of the best ways right now to actually still kind of turn profit in the shorter term as you're going through this market is is really doing the the raw and then the grading. And right now we've been doing a lot of SGC, cost-effective and super quick turnaround times, incredibly fast. I have a huge slab reveals uh, coming out this Wednesday. I think it's going to release. Please watch that. It's going to be a great watch. I think it'll be very exciting. But uh, that that's the, kind of the mode of operation. Then as for bigger cards, like you uh, commented about, um, yeah, it just has to do with what it is. I would sure as heck not spend right now on this messy. I don't think we're at the bottom for something like this. That's at like 3,500 with like 150 PSA 10s out there. If you're buying a out of five messy from National Treasures Patch Auto or something like that, I would say buy it if you can. Um, and if it's down a significant amount from the last sale, something like that. What's but up, again, Andy? Punch? But again, only if you're comfortable with it yes. because it is your money. Yes, I meant to say if you do fall in the bucket of where you're like, yes, I would like to buy a high-end card for the future, um, then, then then do it. Obviously, if you don't feel comfortable, don't do it. Even if you think you can make money, because if you don't, then you'll be kicking yourself. You got to feel comfortable doing it. Yep. Uh, pulled out another baseball here. This is Tatis. Now, this this one is hard to you know really sit here and be like, oh, yeah, this is just the economy. It's not. I mean, Tatis hasn't played an ounce of baseball this year. I'm actually shocked it's only 25%. So am I. It's down 25% in the last six months. That's $11,000. It's a uh, Tatis Bone Chrome Gold Auto at 50, but started at 43. So uh, maybe maybe the new secret to success long term in this market is to just be injured so you can't possibly play and drop your market farther. We'd have to look at different players to make sure that that's, that holds true. I know you're joking, though. Uh, Ronaldo PSA 10. This thing is like a pop, I don't know, 23 or something like that. This is not like the messy I showed. This is like the best of the best Ronaldo rookie, and it, it dropped 34% in the last six months. Now, or actually, just kidding, in the last like two months. Um, but this card for, for different reasons, too. Ronaldo, Manchester United, not a great season. Ronaldo had a decent individual year, uh, but no trophies, no, no big competitions or anything. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how a card like this reacts in the, in the next six months. Soto. Now this one, a lot of people, I think the narrative is out against Soto right now, which is hurting his cards more so than actually his performances. People saying that he's worse than he is probably Nate, right? Uh, yeah, people are, people are quick to forget what he does in the second half of every season and quick to say, what have you done for me lately? Um, do yourself a favor, look up his splits, uh, look up what is, what is going on here instead of just saying, Oh, 808 OPS must stink now trash right i mean there's some red flags there he, he has been hitting the ball opposite field a lot um feasting on fastballs getting getting fooled a little bit so 
Like there are some red flags, but also in his career, he's like an 870 OPS guy in the first half and a thousand OPS guy in the second half. And I wouldn't be shocked if it's more of the same this year. Global sports career investor, I like this comment. Do your research, ask questions, and buy whatever you love, and you will, I'm sure, have a great time. Um, Chris, if you buy with no intention of quick flipping, the card gods will be good to you down the road. Um, I will say, like, if you let's just say you were to buy into like a mutual fund for your retirement or stocks or whatever, you wouldn't check that thing like every single day saying, Oh my gosh, I gotta sell this entire thing because it's down 30%. What do you say that, Nate? No. Exactly. In fact, in fact, I don't want to look at my 401k because I know I know it's bad. Exactly. So but you just avoid it. But guess what? The last time that people sat there and said, Oh, this is down. And then they said, Oh, like Nate, I want to avoid it. Six years later or something, you look up and you're like, Oh, I'm glad I didn't touch it. You know, like that type of deal. So it kind of falls along with what Chris said. Uh, Mahomes, I want to point this one out because this was one of the single biggest card drops I've actually seen within like a seven, six to seven month span. Um, and this is a rare card, like a very rare card. Out of 10 RPA National Treasures, uh, 9.5 with the logo patches. Over a million dollars back last September. Sold for four or 480,000 or 500, right around the 500K. And that's down 56%. This is not in the last six months. Obviously, it's down in the last like nine months. But I still want to point it out because... Um, Sometimes if you do go for like it all, it's all about buying at the right time. It doesn't necessarily have to do with buying the right thing. Like this is, there's no doubt that this is like the right card. Like this is one of Mahomes' best cards, but you buy at the wrong time and it doesn't really matter. The market isn't going to look at it and say, oh, it's the best card. You know, if it's just the wrong time, it's the wrong time, which um, is unfortunate, but that was one massive sale. And anyone else that would have sold this thing right now, if it wasn't the $1 million sale, would have made like 400 grand on this card. So it's another time to where that person is soliciting for 500K. Yeah, it's not a million, but guess what? Probably pretty happy today with 400 more thousand dollars. And then the last uh, market segment to highlight here would be Marvel. Um, we talked, actually, I didn't have any hockey. How, wait, where, what happened to my Formula One? Huh. Oh, uh-huh. I thought that. I moved it to the end, I think. I hope. Um, Marvel, though, this is the complete set of 2013 so the first marvel pmg set this is a blue pmg's out 50 every single card except for 20 are so 22 are nine fives 20 are wait excuse me i'm sorry the spider-man is a nine five there are 20 sgc nines and the rest are different grades so that spider-man the best card on the set is a 9.5 mint plus uh sixty six thousand dollars was a sale for the complete set if you look back at the sales data on other grades from february and prior PSA 7 alone sold for 72 grand. BGS 9 sold for 132 grand. And then way back when, May 24th, so about a year ago, BGS 9 sold for $12,000. Man, imagine flipping that card name from 12K to 132K in a year. That'd be cool. That'd be very cool. Dang. Okay. So my F1 card did get taken out. I don't know how. I must have accidentally deleted it when I was trying to move some stuff around. But I had a Lewis. I want to point out yes, not every single F1 card has been immune to uh, the last six months because if you bought. Let's say something you thought was a super hard to grade PSA 10 Aqua of 99 PSA 10 um, back at the beginning of the year. It was like a $35,000 card and now it's 12K, the most recent sale. Uh, it all depends on what you're buying at what time. Was it overpriced at the time? Was it not? That card was. But I want to point out too, not everything is down in the last six months. Here's a Charles Leclerc, uh, gold out of 50 PSA 8. That went from fifteen hundred dollars up to forty five hundred and maintained around forty five to forty six hundred with the last sale. So up two hundred thirty six 
236% in the last six months. Now, he physically did a lot to alter that. Won two races. Ferrari was in the running for the championship. Now, they're not at the moment. Well, hopefully they get back into it. But, like, you, it just all depends on what they do, just like Aaron Judge. This isn't within the last six months. It's actually within the last year. But within the last year, an 80% gain on Aaron Judge card. Uh, and even a rise. I'm sure this thing would be an increase in price if there was one earlier in this 2022. But it really just depends on what you're looking at. Um, and when when it was bought and everything. Um, real quick, uh, Matthew said in in relation to uh, who are we talking about OPS wise? Was it Vlad? Somebody yeah. Else? Um, oh, Soto, 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 Soto. Okay, so he said, I thought I heard OPS is down across the entire league. Is that true? So this year, Vlad Guerrero Jr. has a 140 OPS and or OPS plus and an 860 OPS. Uh, or sorry. 860 OPS and a 140 WRC plus, which takes in park factors. Last year, I took I took Max Muncie. Um, there was three guys that had 140 WRC pluses. Uh, a couple of them were Cincinnati Reds, which super easy park to hit in, so I didn't want to take that. So instead, I took Max Muncie, which is probably um, a little bit more difficult of a park to hit in Dodger Stadium than in Toronto, and he had an 895 OPS. So, you know, 35 points higher for the same WRC plus. If you want to take the Reds players, they were in the 900s um, for the same WRC plus. So, yes, OPS is uh, pretty significantly down across the board. And I do think people are kind of having a hard time um, <coughs> adjusting to that, where they see an 808 OPS from Juan Soto and they say, oh, that's trash. But outside of Aaron Judge and Jordan Alvarez and those guys, most people's OPSs are down. Definitely. All right. Well, that is actually the end of the uh, end of the line here for the presentation. That is all we have for today. We're over six six oh eight p.m. right now, so a good stopping time. Um, have a question here from Tom though. Nate, do you think Labor has a chance to bounce back and have a good rest of the season? Seeing he seems to be heating up some. Well, he has bounced back a lot from his like kind of future last couple of years, right? He has, uh, and that was one of those things where it's like. When you, I mean, he has a 789 OPS, which again, a couple years ago, you'd be like, eh, not very good. This year, 124 OPS plus, it's 24% better than league average. And that was one of those things that before the season, Aaron, do you remember me talking about this? Where I was like, I don't like Gleiber, but I do think that there is maybe a buying opportunity here because pressure to perform with a, a decent number of shortstops behind him in the system it's like a make or break year for him. Yeah, and he you did has, he has uh, not broken. So nice to yeah, see. Definitely. Uh, BLK, did you guys have fun at the monster, the Midwest monster? It was an awesome time. I had a great time there. Um, I had a ton of fun at the Chicago sports spectacular. I'm glad you did. Thursday was dry, but Friday and Saturday, I sold a lot. Well, congratulations. It's always great to sell a lot of the show. Uh, will you guys be, be attending the Burbank card show late August? We will not be. Um, I'll be actually be on vacation up North. Um, probably half vacation doing half work, uh, but we'll, I'll be gone. And then also the national is August is kind of like the chill time from the national where the national is just the biggest and the most time consuming thing, but also the most rewarding and amazing event of the year. Um, and then August last year, we, we also took pretty, pretty much off from the show, from the show, um, aspect, but that's all we got for today. Um, the, I guess you, we kind of said a lot throughout the stream, I want to summarize what we said in one or one or two sentences. Um, it'd be that not everyone who's selling these cards 
with these drops that we're seeing are losing a ton of money. Um, it just means that some people are probably making less money than they could have if they hit the peak sale. But these people are probably still making money who are selling these high-end cards right now. Um, and then the other thing I'd say is if you, if you do have um, great conviction and want to collect for for a long time going forward and find this is a time to buy, um, maybe you know target a couple of rare, target a couple of rare pieces if you don't feel comfortable doing that right now for a lot of various reasons, then don't. Um, it, but all I gotta say is that I still see tons of people engaging in in online discussions about cards, in person that shows about cards. The market is still so like if you look at two years ago. And Nate mentioned, oh, some of these prices may have regressed a little bit towards like where it was pre-COVID. True on some cards, but the strength of the hobby and the collecting the market is far and beyond way above what it was then. I can guarantee you that, which is amazing to see. And I think that's what we have to watch to see long-term success for sure. Yeah. Anything else to add, Nate? Um, not really. Just uh, if you're buying right now, be confident in what you're buying in and be willing to spend the money. Um, for yourself, don't, uh, please don't look to others, especially in a market like this. Don't look to others to give you the answers. Uh, make sure that you're comfortable yourself buying what you're getting. Chris, Nate, next Brewers prospect call up just before we go. Who do you think? Uh, can I say Ethan Small again? Sure. I'm going to say Ethan Small. <laughs> Ethan Small. Before y'all go, Trace meaning long-term. Uh, having a real tough season under 700 OPS. I just looked him up the other day under 700 OPS as a college shortstop in high a, I believe um, you kind of want to see a little bit more, but guys go through these little dry spells. Uh, we'll just have to see how he bounces out of it before I want to make any calls on that. Got you. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining today's show. Next thing we got coming up this week is some videos that we posted uh, slab reveals coming out on Wednesday five at five coming on Thursday. And then also on Sunday, we get back with our flip quest episode number 24. We hope you all had a great week and we'll catch you all in our next videos and live streams. See you guys.